Good day. Welcome to Pottery More. I'm Nate. I'm Steven. And this is the show where we typically talk about Dungeons and Dragons, but for the upcoming weeks, we will be having a discussion about the Legends of Vox Machina. And for this week, we'll be going through episodes 4 to 6 of Legends of Vox Machina that just dropped. Alright, let's get right into it. We're just going to hit you first with a major spoiler warning. We're going to be discussing about everything that we can think of, possibly, from episodes 4 to 6. So if you haven't watched it yet, go ahead and give it a watch, then come back and join us. Alright, let's get into it. So episode 4, right off the bat, after the yeah. cliffhanger that was episode 3, the escape of the Briarwoods, you come back and you see Uriel very clearly mad with Vox Machina, mm-hmm. and they were put on a house arrest, Yeah, which prompted Grok to say, house arrest? How can you arrest a house? <laughs> very true to, uh, to the game, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. come on, he has an intelligence of six, he knows what he's doing. <laughs> okay <laughs> then you move on oh I, the, you move on to the next scene where you see Silas and Delilah running away uh-huh and she realizes that she's lost a book yep and Silas is the one that who is basically commandeering the vehicle the carriage and Delilah's going frantic right yeah and you see how calm Silas is to speak to Delilah yeah and tell him tell her like it's just minor inconvenience exactly we have the means to get it back yeah so I love this scene because you get to see calm Silas and mm-hmm. outraged Delilah inside the carriage. And it's a juxtaposition to when they were battling because Silas typically battles like a very animalistic style. Yep. Even in the campaign, he was always described to have a very animalistic, yeah, beastly kind of a outlook of yeah. himself. Whereas Delilah was always the calm and collected yes. and in charge and like always very cerebral kind of assassin kind of person yeah so i love that this dynamic they switched it up especially like again we're going to mention it's amazing that they can focus on the the on the view from the view of the antagonists and to see calm silas and outrage delilah (laughs) oh they're doing it they're doing everything so well man you know what i really like about that scene as well is us getting to see them as a couple yes (laughs) because I mean, we always see them as a villain and we know of the love story yep. from the campaign and all that. But damn, seeing them actually like talking like a real couple and even even come back later on when they finally reach the graveyard, Dilala comment to Silas was as simple as, you, oh, bring me, you yeah, always yeah. bring me to the best places. Exactly. <laughs> oh, that was amazing. Yeah. You can, you, like watching this relationship in this series, the animated series, you get to really see what they, they, they really do belong together. Yeah. Because they, they are quite a couple, actually. Yeah, okay. If you take out the evil side of them, the undead and yeah, the willingness well, okay. to kill all this. Yeah, yeah but still, yeah, it's... They're, they're awesome they, couple. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Power couple from Whitestone, man. Yeah. <laughs> quite literally. Anyway, so we yeah. bring, we get to Vox Machina being thrown back into the keep, still unnamed. Mm-hmm. We don't know what the name is yet, but yeah, back into the keep and you see Captain Jarek. Finally, I mean, at least he's a captain now. Yes, I mean, he was a captain of the guard in of Grayskull Keep in the campaign as well. Yeah, I get, but he doesn't have any his men and all that, right? He had his own troop, but now he is a captain of he's a captain of the Mon Guard. Right. Oh, okay. rather than the captain of his the guard, own, the keep. Yeah, right. You know? Right, yeah. And it's a, he's a little different. Yes. Than how Matt portrayed him in the mm-hmm. campaign but still amazing yeah definitely although I do miss our roguish Jarrett 
<laughs> yeah, this guy, yeah, that's the thing. I thought it's a bit different because he's not. Yeah, he's more of a proper captain. But I kind of like it as well. I know. Honest. Yeah, no, don't get me wrong. I love it as well. Yeah, but I just miss. I I I was hoping to see the kind of roguish, kind of cool Jared. Yeah, but you know, this is awesome as well. Yeah. But I love seeing Jared on screen. Yeah, I, I mean, it's it. he's one of the few characters that I was hoping to see make it to the animated series. Another one that I forgot to mention last week was actually Sherry. She's the clerk from Gilmore's store. From oh, Gilmore's yeah, Goods. yeah. The one that yeah. Scanlan always flirts with. And yes. the one that has a crush, a little bit of a crush on Scanlan. Right. Yeah, yeah, I remember She was that another now. one that I was hoping made it into the series. But unfortunately, well, not yet, let's say. Not Who knows, yet. man, yeah. And another thing, it comes up a bit later, but I love how in Jared's guard, in his company, mm-hmm. there were, and in like all over the world of Iman, mm-hmm. all over the city of Iman rather, you get to see a lot of different races. Yes. Like right? Half, it's not it's just half all orc, right? humans. Yeah. yeah. There was a half-orc guard, yeah. and then there was this lady tiefling guard. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yeah. I love the diversity in the races. Yeah. It, make, it really makes it feel like a D&D game. A D&D world, actually. D&D world, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I love that so much, man. Hey, this is the love sto- love letter to Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, that and is to true. everyone who ever played Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, right? that is very true. And I love the part where Scanlan simply said, hey, why do you take my musical instrument? It's it's just a musical instrument, man. Yep. <laughs> so ridiculous. But I was going to use it to serenade, uh, the, make the, us sing a song about to it. Calm, to calm the party or serenade. Yeah, and then Vex says, well, thank you for that, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but... That scene, yeah, I mean, it's just, I, I, I think it's just a very, very f- funny scene as starting point. And at first, I, I remember Captain Jared, all he did, okay, y'all, we take away your weapon, we put you in the room and, all, you know, just do normal stuff. Yep. And then Vox Machina being bought and all that. Uh, I think what they did next was... Well, no, uh, it came to, the first thing that happened was Vax being very worried that he was going to turn into a vampire. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the comedic moment. Yeah. And then a conversation I'm not Percy. turning into a vampire, right? Yeah. I withdraw my question. Because <laughs> he saw himself in the mirror. Yeah. The re- his re- own reflection. Exactly. Yeah. And there was, th- there was this moment as well. He keeps stealing glances at Helith. And whenever she noticed, he would just oh, yeah, awkwardly yeah, look yeah, away. Yeah. And also, this was the moment where Scanner was translating the tome. Uh-huh. And Vax was, yeah, care to translate. Uh, it was, care to translate this? And Scandal was like, yeah, and this, 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 and a uh, fuck you, Vax. Well, you <laughs> can't translate this. And then they were putting the double, double birds to each yeah. other. That is, it reminds me so much of a family guy scene. Yeah. It's so stupid. They were just in a heated battle. Yeah. And then immediately, they're double, double birding each other. Yep. Only Vox Machina, man. Yeah. I, I, I would believe it's only Vox Machina. And <laughs> I've never seen such character or maybe I have I don't know in any other show probably like Rick Morty where it's not so serious as yeah. more comedic but it's a very serious party yet at the same time this craziness is happening which I, yeah it's amazing <laughs> yeah that's the thing about Critical Role they just they are unapologetically funny even when the circumstance requires them to be dire like yeah. to be serious yeah <laughs> and that is actually I think it's more specific to Vox Machina yeah and I think I think they are playing according to th- their own character. Like, I mean, Scanlan is a bit of such character. That's true, um, yeah. Yeah. Okay, and then Percy, as Percy was describing, 
everything, Kiki just shouts, I want to know about the smoke. It's such a Keela thing, man. Yep. Be awkward. Is, I love that. It's Kiki is Keyleth in this show is it's really hitting it on the head with less of the preachy and more of the awkward. Mm-hmm. Which was what I was hoping the animated series would do for her. Mm-hmm. It's cutting out a lot of the things that made people not like Keyleth so much. Yeah. So and yeah. it is really making her a very likable character. Yeah. And then you get to Percy recounting the story of the Briarwoods coming yeah. into Whitestone. Yeah, and I think this is the good thing about uh being this being an animated story where they do have time to think about what kind of what kind of uh sentences or I mean what the kind of conversation they should have and yeah. what kind of script because you know when you're playing in D and D, I mean crit role themselves. You can't plan it. You can't plan everything yeah. is based on your judgment at that point in time. Yeah, but and okay. Yeah. So a credit to like in these three episodes you see it, right? Especially with these three episodes. What you've mentioned is it has to be basically impromptu, improv, and how many how much of the lines from Percy were taken verbatim from Talison in the moment? Yes, but that's Talison. That is um oh. That is Talison. That is very true. It's yeah. Talison, yes, and it's he has amazing. like three thousand years of experience. I understand yeah. that. But still, it just shows you how amazing this monolith is, man. Yes. It is yeah. really crazy. Like every Okay, we'll get to that because that happens in season episode 6. Yep. Yeah. So from here, you they cut back to Delilah with the wraiths. Right, uh, the summoning of the wraiths. Mm-hmm. And my goodness, man. The spell casting, especially for Delilah, the verbal components of spell casting from Delilah is so good. Mm-hmm. And later on as well from Scanlan with the scroll. Yep. The verbal components are really amazing because it's something that is usually glossed over in most... Yeah, that's true, yeah. Yeah, and so with Delilah, she's always having the verbal components. Yeah. And it's just going to make everything so much better. Yeah. Of course, Scanlan has his own verbal components. Yeah. Because he's Scanlan. <laughs> yep. And his songs are so ridiculous, man. Okay, but like ver- Delilah's verbal components are amazing, and the wraiths. Oh my goodness! Wait, are we are we going to raise wraiths or she or raised wraith? the wraiths, and then you cut back to Pike unable to cast anything. She was trying to, yeah. she was trying to cast something, and then because Percy found the you use looking at the blueprints, Percy found a oh uh like an old way out. Yep, and they needed some light, but Pike couldn't wasn't able to cast anything because of the. Mm. the whole issue with ev- the Everlight yep yep. and then Kiki was trying to cast Daylight but yeah. was a little bit uncertain and unable amazing to foreshadowing it. anyway yeah for exactly the yeah a, a preparation work for what's for the climax of the episode actually exactly they have yeah. a lot of that yes it's the teasers so that you know it's coming yeah and she it's the and then it, the payoff is always so good yeah and I, I think they do it really well in terms of the the whole preparation bit here yeah so yeah. Kiki not being able to cast daylight here, mm-hmm. and then doing it later on, that mm-hmm. payoff was so amazing. Like we'll get like, but you can talk about it right now because it's this episode, right? Mm-hmm. The music at that moment was with, with everyone getting impaled by the wraiths. Wait, do we want to jump to that or we can jump to that first because we're almost there. Because if we go back, it's okay, just that's true. It's just them getting caught by 
Captain Jared. Captain, Jared. You can't outsmart Jared. Yeah, yeah. He's Jared still. He's Jared, this right? is the yeah. moment that sold me on this Jared, this version yeah. of Jared. Exactly. Because he's still Jared. Because Jared always outsmart the box machina. Jared is so amazing and he knows he's that wily, cunning character still. Yeah. So that sold me on this version of Jared yeah. as well. Then they get separated into rooms. You have a lot of nice character interaction yeah. between Pike and Grog. Yeah, so actually between that... Between Keyleth and yeah. Percy, between Vex and Vex with Scanlan in the background. Yep. Yeah, those moments were amazing. Yeah, and specifically those for me, uh, Grog and Scanlan. Uh, sorry, Grog, Grog and, and Pike. Pike. Oh my goodness, they were so amazing because Grog was clueless what's happening. Yeah. Pike was really stressed out. She was crying. And in the end, she was crying yeah. and then she, all she did, she kind of hugged Grog and then Grog found out, oh man, my best friend is really sad. And That's the beautiful thing about their relationship because Grog is... Has Grog is very simple, yeah, right, and he has the most simple solutions to, s- yeah, th- and he, his solution is just maybe you should say sorry, or he said why why don't you shout louder? That's yeah. what I will do. Yeah, <laughs> first is you shout louder, and if she's not listening to you, maybe you should just say sorry. Yeah, and then they just hug, and that's what Pike needed at a point in time, and because Grog and Pike are best friends, best friends, yeah, and I, I love I, that really, yeah, so and much. I don't know, I I saw when I watched that scene, it's like, oh man. I finally get to see it on screen. Yeah. Oh, that was amazing. Yeah. I also love the Keyleth and Percy moment where Keyleth was talking about her Aramente and she don't know whether she'll go back yeah, to she can true. ever yeah. go back home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Percy was starting to talk to her. You're not a good person. You, you're you going to be a good leader and you're not a good person because you're doing this. You are doing this because you're a good person. That kind of conversation. I think, I, I think what he said, like, you are worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Because he kept saying, I don't think I'm worthy to be yeah, like, yeah, you know, I don't think I can meet my family. Yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, you are worthy and all that. Yeah. But of course then, Percy being Percy, he have, he have to be an asshole about it by saying that, but your problem and mine's different. My parents is dead. Yeah. <laughs> Yours is still alive. Exactly. <laughs> okay, but <laughs> then, I believe this was the scene as well that yeah. you can see Percy fiddling with the blueprints of bad news. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I love that a so preparation. much. Preparation. Yeah. Bad news. What a... Oh, I can't wait for him to just... I'll go batshit crazy with bad yeah. news, man. And, okay, di- I mean, speaking about Percy, right? actually, mm-hmm. something that I... Okay, this is across the three chapters, and even the three be- previously. I'm seeing this... I'm liking this version of Percy where he is actually in between both the dark side and the light side yeah. very clearly. Yes. And the light side is really light. I mean, really can feel it this time around. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Percy I know in Crit Roll is pretty much quite dark throughout. Just how dark it is, you know. Yeah. A bit of a dark night, but yeah, just a matter of how dark you want him to be. But this time around, when he's li- in in his light moment, yep. he's amazing. The way he encourages uh, Keyleth. Yes. And later on, uh, so, okay, yeah, I'm not going to go there yet. But yeah, but okay, here's yeah. the thing. I feel in the campaign as well, Percy was always encouraging Keyleth and everything mm. as well. It's just he took a step back once Keyleth found Vax. I guess so, maybe, yeah. And he was always... Okay, I mean, spoilers for the campaign as well. When Scanlan left, he was also chastising Scanlan because he always found Scanlan to be like the heart and soul of the group. Mm. And he was telling Scanlan that. Yeah. And where Percy comes from, he's kind of like the dad of the family, of the group, you know? Yeah, definitely. Or yeah. like the yeah. distant uncle, at least. Yeah. So it's always really cool. But I, yeah, it's really cool to see him really, really light and happy here. Yeah. Because you don't really get that in the campaign till him and Vex. Yes. But... I still love the Keyleth and Percy moments. 
y- yeah, in the yeah. campaign and especially in this animated series. Yeah. But but what I love more is the interactions between Scannon and Vex. They always seem to be at each other's throat. <laughs> yeah. Right? It's like mother and a teenager. Yeah. But okay, yeah, but here's the thing. Looking back in the campaign, right? Scannon and Vex had such a good relationship. Yeah, they do. They had such a lovely relationship. Yeah. I love their relationship so much. They were Honestly speaking, until Terrian came along, I found them to be the best friends, best of friends. Yes. Be- besides Pog, uh, Pog, Pike and Grog. Pike, yes. Pog. <laughs> besides Pog. <laughs> okay? And looking at them now, here, yeah. makes me look forward to when their relationship is at that level of best friendship. Yeah. And I can't wait. I can't wait for the broom. I can't and wait the for the broom and the hat, yeah. Apparently, in Gilmore's there was a broom and a hat yeah. that we missed. Yeah, we missed yeah, that. So yeah. yeah, we definitely missed things. Yep. So if there's anything from this this episode, these episodes that we missed and you guys noted, just let us know on Twitter or Instagram, yeah? Okay, so we can go back to... Oh, I want to say something about the Vex and Vex interaction mm-hmm. when Scanlan was in the room. About them leaving? They yes, came. exactly. This is Vex bringing it up. Yeah. You never get that in the campaign. Mm-hmm. Right? Vex being the one to suggest leaving the group is a big change. Because in the campaign, she was always the one that was trying to keep the trying to keep everybody together. And it's such a big a stark difference. Because Vex was always the one that was trying to leave. Yeah. And Vex was the one that was holding on. Yeah. But I guess this makes sense for the animation. Yeah, to me I wanted to say that it kind of makes sense because you get the character a lot faster. Like both of them are basically they can they've been together for that for very long. You you get this insight that oh yeah, they are very stealthy, they are they can go they can go whenever they want. Right, yeah. Uh but Vex now have Keyleaf mm-hmm. that is kind of continue to attract him to this group. Yep. Yeah, and I think that makes very perfect sense to me. It does make perfect sense. Yeah. And I just can't wait for Vex to eventually become like the mother of the group mm-hmm. like she did in the campaign. Yeah. That is the Vex that I love yeah. from the campaign. You know, the one that looks after everybody. Yeah. <sighs> okay, to be honest, o- only the later bit she became that really motherhood. Ma- mother- motherhood. She was always mother. kind of kind like of yeah, the but mother, only but only when Scanlan left. Yes, exactly. Then she became full-on mother mode. Yeah. But she was always kind of the mother. She always managed their yeah. finances. Whenever there was a need to speak on behalf of the group, yeah. she was always one of the few people who did it. Mm. And it was always her in f- kind of in charge of the party mm-hmm. in more ways than one. Mm-hmm. So that is the kind of Vex that I'm looking forward to as well. And mm-hmm. I can't wait to see the growth of this animated Vex into that Vex. Right, yeah, definitely. Okay, we can come back to now where the Wraiths are attacking, attacking everybody on the keep. keep. First of all, let me say that one scene with the two guards, the guy walks uh-huh. up to the half-orc guard and nudges him away. The half-orc guard looks at him and you see him in the background that wraith hanging yeah, on the freaking yeah. doorway. That oh, shit. I was watching intently. I saw that I f- flipped out because I got freaked out and I just stopped. I paused the video for a bit because it was kind of scary, man. And then you see the wraith just piercing the guard. That, holy smokes, man. These wraiths are, no pun intended with the holy smokes, but unholy smokes these wraiths are ridiculously scary yeah man I, I mean when I was watching the whole scene I was really f- first I had a 
Castlevania feels. Yes, definitely. And then, but I realized actually this is damn intense. Yep. It's kind of scary more than what I got from Castlevania. Yeah. Because the guards were so helpless and these creatures are yep. damn powerful. Yep. So, if, oh, yeah. if you guys have watched the Watch Along with the cast of Critical Role, they just did with host Mika Burton. Mm-hmm. Sam actually said in that Watch Along, in that stream, that they intended for the fights and the blood bath to be very gory and gruesome to be more adult orient oriented mm-hmm. and they say that they they i believe what was mentioned was they they asked for it a little too late mm-hmm. so the first two episodes were kind of oh yeah that's good and then by episode three like, oh yeah that's what i wanted right so it's only going to get more and more right gruesome as the episodes yeah. carry on Okay. And what this reminds me of is Invincible. Yeah. It is that bloody, gory, yeah. gritty, indie comics level of gruesome. Yeah. And I love it so much. Yeah. And once again, thank you, Amazon, for both. These two. For yeah. both, yeah. For Invincible and for Legend yeah. of Vox. We, we have to keep thanking Amazon because they need to continue the series. Yeah. <laughs> and come on. My one, my favorite stream ever, Critical Role, is now an animated series. My favorite comic ever is an animated series as well, and they're both so true to, so true to the original product. Yeah. Yet they are different enough that keeps me interested, and uh, I love it. Yeah. I love it so much. Okay, and so we're gonna move on to we're gonna carry on with the episode, right? We go back to where the guards are kind of surveying the grounds. And you see Trinket, who's tied up outside. Yep. Poor Trinket, man. Must be scared of. Must be scared shitless. Yeah. Because he doesn't have his mummy around. Yeah. As well. And he's being chained up. He's being chained to a tree. Yeah, exactly. Here's the thing, though. When Trinket was whining and howling because he was afraid, all I could think of was Matt doing the voices. (laughs) And it got me even more sad. Ah. Yeah. And okay, so they chase the rest. Most of Jared's party or guards get killed. And the party meets up with him. And then they go on to the back room where you see the crit roll table. <laughs> yep. And Scanlan was holding on to the book. And Jared says, no point keeping you unarmed now. Arms them up. Vex gets a crossbow. A trigger. Ew. Ah, uh, that's such a Vex thing to say. So, then you get the race attacking. The first one, the one that attacked Keyleth. Yep. Through the wall. That scene is horrifying, man. With her being just shown against the wall and the... Uh, the yeah, the blood coming out of her the, eyes. Like, the, the ichor dripping from yeah. her eyes and her mouth and then her being raised up yeah. against the wall with her feet dangling and just convulsing. Wow, that was so scary and so... I love it, man. It's so gritty and gory. Yeah, and the worst part is that you see this party who is kind of powerful. They took down a blue dragon. Yeah, and this is happening to them. They're helpless. They're helpless. Not just because they don't have their weapons. Yeah, and a lot of things. They're just feeling so helpless and... What a... I mean, when you have a very powerful hero, it's very hard to come out with such a... Yes, Scary moment for them. Yep. Yeah. This is Matthew Mercer's. Don't forget, however strong your party is, they all drown the same. Yeah. 
And then, okay, one of my favorite moments, though, when they were fighting the Wraiths is when the Wraith lifted up Grog, Pike ran, jumped on Grog, and grabbed the table to try and pull him back down. Yeah. And then the Wraith attacked her from the front. Yeah. And she was, like, the ichor was kind of dripping from her eyes and her mouth, and she spat in the Wraith's face. Yeah. That is such a badass. Pike is a monster. I mean, she is. Oh, my god. She's always been a monster. I love it so much. Yeah. And that was the part where... Percy shouts, Keyleth, now! Yep. And then daylight. Oh, that scene, right? Where you zoom out, you see the keep, and then the music hits. Yeah. <sighs> when that music hits, it's just so powerful, man. Yeah, I remember when I was watching it. Oh, my goodness. I, I don't know why it just brought a lot of emotion out of me. Right, yeah. Uh, Like, as if... Yeah, like, all... Those moments that we talk about, the foreshadowing, mm-hmm. the key leaf, especially for key leaf, uh, not being able to summon the sun, and then later on, yeah, and I think even even back then it was Pike who go to key leaf and said, "Key leaf, we need you" or something like that, and that's where she finally. No, it was Pike shouting, "I can't, I can't," because she yeah. can't summon the light, and then it was Percy who said, "Key leaf, now." Right. Yeah. And yeah. then Percy just. And then Keyleth just, you zoom out again, yeah. like, then you see the exterior of the keep, and then the, the sunlight just hits. Yeah. And you see the wraiths start bubbling and start corroding away. And then Vex shoot an arrow to see what yep. happens. Finally, something hits. Yep. And, oh my goodness. And I love that scene where everybody just, finally they see, We can oh, do it now, we let's can do go. It. Yeah. yeah, and they just... They just go for of, it, yeah. yeah. Vax started stabbing, jumped on the thing, started stabbing yeah. it with a butter knife. <laughs> yeah. Percy picked one off the wall and started smashing it to shit, like using the the heel of his boot to smash yeah. its face in. That was that was so that was so gritty, man. And then Gronk just grabbed like the sh- the wooden chandelier and started bashing yeah. the face in of of the wraith. Amazing, man. I don't know why, but this episode is one of my favorite episodes because at this moment I finally felt as if Wow, Vox Machina. Vox Machina was so vulnerable just seconds ago. Yeah. And the build-up to this point and the reward of this moment, right, yeah, was exactly. so good. It's very fitting. It is amazing. And it's only some... It's These kinds of things can only be accomplished in, I feel, fantasy series. Mm, yeah. In the fa- good fantasy, fantasy genre, genre yeah. yeah. I mean, you can accomplish it in bad fantasy genre as well, but it's... I feel that that good fantasy genre, movies, series, animated, whatever you, everything, they give you the most satisfying of these moments. Right, yeah. And then you get to the end of the episode where it's like getting light out Mm -hmm. and Jared is trying to find a way to explain it. (laughs) And then everybody is just starting to leave the keep and Scanlan, Jared gives Scanlan back his loot. Yeah. Right? (laughs) And... They were, Jared was saying, I'm going to try and find a way to explain all this. And Scanlan says, yeah, a guy like me wouldn't last, I wouldn't last in prison. I'm a snack. Yep. Yeah, yeah. indeed. Scanlan is a snack, man. <laughs> I'm too handsome for prison. Yeah. And no, <laughs> and then later, when Jared gives him the, the loot, he wings and then, see, what did I tell you? I'm a snack. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Scanlan. And oh, that is and when, actually I that, yeah, but I think before that, actually, that's the moment where I wanted to bring up, like, the little details, like, when Percy was about to leave. Mm-hmm. 
And then... Right, yes. Going somewhere. Go, yeah, and the party of Vox Machina wanted to join him. Yeah. Despite knowing how difficult this task might be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that was when Pike says, I'm not going. Yeah. I'm not going with you guys. And Grog... Yes. Oh, that moment with Pike and Grog. Yeah, it's always Pike and Grog moment. It's and so I'll, sweet. I'll come with you, you know, just like the good old days. Yeah. No, I think they need you. Yeah. But what if I need you? Yeah. I love that. That is such a Grog thing to do. Yeah. I, I mentioned before, I believe in our polity episode of Critical Role uh-huh. that Travis Willingham is amazing when he plays Grog because he's able to play such a beast of a man yeah. in Grog, being the warrior. And when it comes down to it, he's he can play such an adorable Grog as well. Yep. And this is one of the moments that you see the naive, naivete, yeah. I guess, of Grog. And it just sings through with his earnestness. Mm-hmm. And I love it so much. He is so adorable in that moment. He but is, what a yeah. Do do? yeah. And him just believing Pike's uh, explanation. Yeah, I can always hear you and I, I'm always there with you. Yeah, that part, I teared the fuck up, man. Yeah. It was... <sighs> it was so difficult to watch. It was so touching. It, it That is one of... That is definitely a critical role moment. Yeah. Well, for me, it was slightly before. It was the latter bit. when uh, Not latter, while Pike was trying to meditate and Grog was there to help. We, yeah. were talk- we talked about it earlier. Yeah, yeah that part I, as well. I, I teared for that part, yeah. Yep. And Pike going up to Keyleth saying, you're their light now. Yes, I want to bring that up. Yeah, thank you for also seeing the importance in that. Yeah. Uh, and wow, just fantastic. I mean, just, four, you know? just the... <laughs> I I I can't I I'm blanking on the word, but Keyleth being the light now, uh-huh. moments after the daylight spell and everything, it's so fitting. Yeah. And now Pike has to go on her own journey, mm-hmm. which I love, by the way, mm-hmm. that she has gets her own arc. Yep. So this is like the Briarwoods arc and the Pike arc at the same time, mm-hmm. and that's the amazing thing about these th- three episodes that they're giving us two consecutive arcs at the same oh my goodness yeah there's so much goodness and it's very true to the to the storyline yep. that they were doing in improv in the campaign yeah, yes in because the campaign, yeah. Ashley wasn't there yeah and now you get to see Pike's perspective yes because in the campaign Pike went off to rebuild the lost temple of the recently the long lost recently found yes. temple of Saren Ray yep and she had to stay there to rebuild the temple. Mm-hmm. That's when Scanlan took the magnificent blue poop. Yep. And how he could shit scry on Pike every now and then. But okay, I have something to say about Scanlan as well soon. But now we get to see kind of Pike's perspective at that point of time. Where the rest of Vox Machina traveled to Whitestone to face the Briarwoods while Pike stayed back to restore the temple. Mm-hmm. And as in the animated series, as the party walks away, you see Scan- a close up on Scanlan's face him looking back at Pike and then oh, just looking yeah. yeah that is it's these things that I love about this show they nail all the interactions yes you see the the flirting and the wit between Vex and Percy uh-huh. you see the awkward romance between Vex and Keyleth, Keyleth. Yep. and then you see Pike and Scanlan yeah it is Scanlan feeling very deeply for Pike but not wanting to actually admit it. Mm-hmm. So he covers it up with kind of over-the-top flirting and hitting on her. 
Yeah, and actually, he he's I, I feel he's doing that because he doesn't want it to ha- work out. Yep. Because if it works out, then means that that's it's it. It's something that he he wants, but at the same time, he doesn't want. Yeah. It because it's that's he it doesn't for him. screw up with Pike. Yeah, because if he never starts it, he never fails it. Yeah, he doesn't want to fail it with Pike. Exactly. Yeah. Sam Regal did mention that the one thing that Scanlon was looking for his whole life was the love of a no woman. Oh. Yeah, and him and Pike just make so much sense and this series is really nailing their relationship yeah yeah and so we get to the last part where you see this episode is written by Ashley Birch yeah it just makes so much sense okay I I mean I can't say the same because I don't know Ashley Birch okay no but okay but here's the thing this episode required a lot of insight into the characters itself Okay, yes. Yeah. Which Ashley Birch has. Yeah. Because she's been a... I think she's, she's a critter. She's been a critter for the longest time because she's yeah. fan, friends with the party of Vox Machina, mm-hmm. the whole critical cast, mm-hmm. right? And she is an amazing writer and... Oh, my goodness. This just got to showcase everything. That's how you get such strong, powerful moments with like all the female characters. Mm-hmm. With Pike, with Keyleth, with Vex. Yeah. And this is so amazing. Yeah. I mean, I don't know her work previously, but right now, okay, I know her from Crit Roll episodes. Right. Important Crit Roll episodes in Campaign <laughs> 2. Especially in Campaign 2, yeah. yes. Brian, Cabbage's for- <laughs> Brian Cabbage Foster's favorite episode of Cam- uh, Critical Role today. For most of the... Yeah. Yep. Anyway, but after watching that episode, there's so much horror, there's so much vulnerability to the main, c- uh, powerful main characters, mm-hmm. powerful main characters. Yeah. And... He has everything and his powerful moments as well, especially yep. for Pike, uh, Keyleth, and Bex. Yep. He, I'm sure she can... Yeah, I'm looking forward to more of her work, actually. Yeah. And the most important, I feel, in this episode is the different character interactions. Yes. Like Keyleth and Percy and the twins yeah. and Pike and Grog. Yeah. They re- she really nailed all of them perfectly and the cast in turn... It's yeah. this episode was amazing. This I believe we did we talked about this mm-hmm. earlier. This episode might be our favorite so far. Yeah, I'm sure there are better uh, ones. For Hopefully. me personally, yeah. it's four, three, or six. These were like the best episodes in my opinion. But n- definitely one, two, and one, two, and five are amazing as well. Mm-hmm. Right. And that being said, let's get on to episode five. Yes. Okay. You start with Gilmore's glorious goods. Uh huh. And. The you see Vex, Vex, and Kiki running away, getting into Gilmore, Glo- Gilmore's glorious goods, mm-hmm. getting trapped, and Gilmore freeing them. And oh, you oh, b- while they were running away, you get to hear Max Mer- Matt Mercer as a guard, <laughs> yeah. which I love it. Yep, I need like give me more of Matt Mercer in this world because I want to hear him voice as many NPCs as possible. Yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> I mean, we are so used to that. <laughs> yeah, and you get to see Gilmore flirt with Vex. And As always. were you going to leave me in IOU? Of course, darling. You know us. All too well. <laughs> I love that interaction. Okay, I feel this are some kind of interactions only when a show is well-established. Like, you yes. know the beginning, there's an ending. You know all the relationship they have. Yep. And the relationship between... Yeah, when when uh, Gilmore says that, it's really because he knows the party <laughs> He really does well. know them all too well. All too well, yeah. 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 <laughs> And then you got you get up to Vex raiding the shelves. Yes. Vex going straight to the Gilmore at the counter. Mm-hmm. Dagger, 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 steak. 
Yeah, that's the one I want. I love that they. Okay, first of all, in the first few, first three episodes, you got to hear Grok say, "I would like to rage." Yes. Now you get to hear dagger, 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 dagger. dagger, dagger. <laughs> my goodness! And then you hear Scanlan's hand. Scan- yeah, Scanlan's hand. <laughs> oh my goodness! That's uh, amazing. All I need to hear now is Keyleth mouthing sound effects when she casts spells. <laughs> <laughs> Just Keyleth going. <laughs> Something like that, and then that would make everything perfect. She she did, she did. She, she, no, she did. Uh, do a bit of a sound effect of a cat when she became Mingxi. That is true. Yeah, <laughs> she also did a lot of sound effects when she put her her fingers in the Chinese trap <laughs> and fell over into a chest. That was really cute, though. That was that is so kiki as well. Yeah, like right. at the back, everybody having serious conversation and looking at stuff. You see, Kili's like, oh, yep. I'm stuck. My fingers stay here <laughs> for forever. <laughs> yeah, but in, before that as well, when they were talking to Gilmore, uh-huh. and Gilmore says, "I don't want to know anything about that." Of, I'm just kidding. I absolutely want to know. It's such a Gilmore thing yeah. to do, and him flirting with Vax and Vax saying, "I bet you say that to all the fugitives." Yeah, <laughs> I believe he actually said that in the campaign. May might not have been at this part. But I believe he actually said that to Gilmore. <laughs> that is, I, I love it so much that they're pulling out so much dialogue from the campaign mm-hmm. itself and inserting it into the animation. And that is so amazing. I will say, I love Sunil Maholtra as Gilmore. But, like what I mentioned in the previous episode, I do, I'm too used to Mercer's Gilmore. Mm-hmm. And it is ingrained into my brain. Gil- uh, Mercer's Gilmore. Yeah. And so I am missing that deeper, sexier voice, <laughs> you know? And it's really something that I wish that would happen. But it's I like this f- just, I like this f- perfect anyway. I like this fine. No, it's really good. Good job to Sunil Maholtra. Yeah, I, I mean, I was, I, I, I mean, that in that conversation we had earlier, we were saying it's just preference in a sense. Gilmore is Gilmore still. And it's always amazing with Gilmore. Yeah, exactly. And then from there, we move on to them running out of Imon with Scanlan on Scanlan Grog and Scanlan Grog and Percy on the cart. Yep. And Scanlan with that wonderful line of yeah, Do you yeah. like it? It's practically it's literally a steal. <laughs> Only Scanlan will have this kind of lines, right? Yeah, well no, actually if you look back at that all of Vox Machina is re- incredibly quick with it. Uh-huh. Even Grog. Yeah, true, true, <laughs> true. So yes, they were, I I can't wait to all of their lines. Come on, like, you look like you're practicing your, you look like you're, you look like you're practicing your resting bitch face. And <laughs> yeah. Percy like, excuse me, I have a magnificent resting bitch face. I've been practicing it for years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that whole interaction on yeah. that cart is lovely. Yes. With Scanlan trying to read the book and talking to Keyleth about it. Mm-hmm. And then the only thing that he could transcribe from it was the zipper twat. <laughs> Which he was relieved. Because it's supposed to be a ziggurat. <laughs> yeah, and I, that, that is all I'm going to mention about the topic because just thinking about it gives me the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> right? And then you go on to, oh, Grog being so precious at the back of the cart. Yeah, whimpering, oh my goodness. Whimpering and just Vax going up to him. What's wrong, big man? Yeah, exactly. Right? Oh, I love Vax. I love... This makes me miss Vax so much because he had his interactions with every single one of Vox Machina was yes. always so. And he has his nicknames for everybody. Yeah. You know, he, he calls he calls Keyleth Kiki. He calls Scanlan Scanman. Yeah. He calls Pike Pickle. 
He calls Grog Big Man. He calls Percy Percival because Percy is Percival. And he calls Vex Stubby. Yeah. Which he did in the episode as well. Yeah. And I love it so much. Vex is one of my favorite characters of all of D&D. And I love that I get to see him in this form. It's so amazing. But Grog, him crying just... Oh, I, I he's been trying to yeah. reach her, but she doesn't feel her. and he can't feel her. Yeah. And then Vex saying like, "Don't worry about it; she's gonna be fine." And Grok says, I "Yeah, know. of course of she's gonna be fine. She's stronger than all of us." <laughs> I'm worried for us. <laughs> yeah, I love Grok's faith in Pike. Yes, it is so awesome. Yeah, it's amazing to watch, and and I think Vex just agreeing with, yeah, Grok, just like yeah, I I I I'm with you, buddy. Yeah, mm-hmm. of course. Pike's yeah. a monster. He, she is. And then you go on to Vex and her observant feet again. Mm-hmm. Noting the wolves in the, yes, in the exactly. trees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Percy, stop. Mm, seriously, Vex, I'm fine. No, Percy, stop. Yeah, that was amazing. I love that they keep using Vex because she honestly has the highest perception amongst the... Maybe Keyleth yeah. because of the ridiculous 22 wisdom. <laughs> but... oh. Vex is amazing. That's why she's kind of like the mother of the group. Yeah, she looks after them. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. And then you get to see the chase sequence. And I love mm-hmm. a good chase sequence. I feel like you don't get I feel like you don't get chase sequences enough in D D. Or in fantasy. Oh, but in Matthew Matthew Mercer, in Crit Roll, it in Crit Roll you do. Yeah, yeah. But like in rest of fantasy you don't really get many. Yeah, you don't get. Yeah. And I love that they got to do it in this animation. Right. And one of my favorite parts, like you see the the relationship between Vex and Percy. Come on, Percy, hurry up. Yeah, I'm doing the best I can. And did you just hear me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Percy being Percy. Yeah. And the interaction is so amazing. Yeah, and this is the point where about the Percy that I, I really like about this Percy. When he is being Percy, he is so funny. He is so light. And, yeah. And it's so nice to hear. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I love it so much. And... Going to the back of the back of the back of the carriage, uh-huh. Grog. I'll take the big one, Vex. Uh, I'll take the other big one. <laughs> 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 it's ridiculous. <laughs> and then you get the whole chase sequence with Scanlan, and then you get Scanlan blushing with the tentacle going in his mouth. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> that was ridiculous. It's that so- is so insanely ridiculous. It's so hilarious. I swear. I was laughing so much. Yeah, when I, I remember that. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love that it's so, so much. Scanlan, seriously. Yeah, exactly. And also another so Scanlan moment was when they finally got to the end uh-huh. where they only had one shot left and yeah. Vex was aiming a bow and she fired the yeah, bow. And you, Scanlan, missed. you missed! <laughs> <laughs> that is such a Scanlan thing. Followed by a very Scanlan thing. The yes. rope obviously snapped and yeah. you see everyone is kind of scared and sad that Vex is so angry that they couldn't and then you hear rise mighty Scanlan rise and then you see Scanlan's hand lifting him up come on man <laughs> that is yeah. amazing it's it's Scanlan right yeah and he says like when I go it will be <laughs> it will be the way I'm intended to choke to death by a disgruntled pimp <laughs> and then Vex saying careful what you wish for you know what that's hinting to right Artagon. Choke oh. to death. Careful what you wish for. Right. 
I love that. I, I feel that that is a subtle nod to Artagon. But did Scanlan die because of Artagon? No. No, right? It's Vax got strangled to death by Artagon because he's... What can I give you? I want to strangle you to death. Excuse me? I want to put my hands around your neck and oh, squeeze yes, 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 until the live leaves you. And that was the moment everybody was like... Everyone at the table was, what the fuck is wrong with you, Mercer? <laughs> and that was one of the most amazing moments I've ever experienced because he tapped into what a fae should be. Yeah, co- completely. Yeah, and odd. I love that. Yeah. And then we cut to Whitestone uh-huh. with the wolf bringing, the half of the wolf bringing back the book to Delilah mm-hmm. and them having over the dinner guests. Oh my goodness, when I saw that, my heart sank. And it was so crazy because yeah. just about. 30 seconds ago, you get to see the Scanlan's hand, Scanlan's rise. Yeah. Yeah. No, and that, did we win a prize? Oh my goodness. And Yes, my dear. And then you put the token yeah. over her. Oh my goodness. By the way, that little girl, voice actor, Kestrel Regal. Oh. Yep. Uh, Sam is getting into the bad habit of killing his kids on animation. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, amazing job as well. Did we yeah. win a prize? That pure innocence in her voice. And, and it hits me different when I get to see what happened before. Yeah. Yeah, because you know what's coming. Yeah. And it hurts so much. And I know I know. last week I said I was looking forward to this moment. I changed my mind. This scene changed my mind completely because it, it humanized the victims. And... And... I, I wanted to say, and this is the reason why it's an adult uh, animation. Yep. The kind of psychological trauma, trauma you can yeah. get if you're a kid watching this. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I, I remember, yeah, I mean, well, I w- just watched it like yesterday and this morning actually. It was, oh my goodness. I can't believe that scene is being, they spent 30 seconds or so yeah. in that scene. And it's so crazy that they have dialogue as well. Yep. Oh, <sighs> by the way, there is a theory Mm-hmm. That the girl that was made to look like, I believe, Vex. Mm-hmm. The girl that was made to look like Vex. Her name is Lodna. So there is a theory that has been bumping around on the internet. <laughs> okay, we, we can't go there. Uh, okay, I'm... To the audience, whoever <laughs> listening, I am extremely shocked, but... Got to mean, mean that there is a theory that's going around. Okay, but back to the episode. Yes. We go back to... <laughs> I'll let you stew in that for a while. Back to the episode. You go back to Vox Machina and Scanlan is rummaging through the bag of holding and he pulls out a scroll. Uh-huh. And so random shit. He was just wondering what this baby can do and Grok says, you got a baby in there? <laughs> yeah. I love Another Grok. Grok moon. I love Grok so much. And then it was the polymorph... This is where Scanlan is polymorph. Yes. Right? And you see him transform into a frog. Yep. A weird horse thing. And then female Scanlan. <laughs> Which he seemed to be really happy yeah. about. He can't believe how incredibly hot he is. <laughs> no, it was Grog. I say, oh my god. I'm curious, I'm curious and around. around. Uh, no, around. Yeah. It's something like that I am... He's being like he's being weirded out, but at the same time yeah, aroused. Exactly. <laughs> but one my favorite Grog moment from that was when he changed into the frog. And Grog said, <laughs> It made you handsomer. <laughs> yeah. That was amazing. <laughs> yeah, Grog just poking fun at Scanlan. Yeah. 
And because of the the injury that Vex sustained on the carriage, fighting off the wolves, yeah. and Pike not being there, they had to use like herbalism. Yes. He just had to use herbalism to heal Vex's yeah. hand. And they were sharing a moment and it was very lovely and Keela said, thanks, friend. Yeah. <laughs> it reminded me so much of Witcher. <laughs> oh, the dear right. friend. Yeah. Right? And this is my dear friend. And you see, <laughs> it's, it reminds me of that moment so much. Well, technically, this is slightly different because... Yes, it's w- before it happens. It, it, before anything happens. And yeah. it's just probably a real big disappointment from, from Vax. <laughs> yeah. Like, he called her Kiki and he called him... Thanks, friend. friend. Yep, <laughs> I love it so much. Oh, I love the next line that happened though. Uh, I think it was uh, Vex going to... No, that was after. The next scene was um, Pike going into the temple. Oh, right. Where she meets Anjali yeah. Bamani. <laughs> the head cleric. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Anjali Bamani's voice so much. Oh, yeah. Everything she brings has this sense of nobility and regality as well. Yes. Like, kind of like how... Indira does for yes. Delilah yeah. and it's so amazing and Delilah? yeah All no right. sorry not, in, no, not De- for um, Allura Allura yeah. my bad yes but it's so amazing that An- Anjali Bamani has this wonderful voice and the moment she said come in child I was like yeah I know it's you <laughs> I know it's you Anjali I can recognise and I love it so much and it's the same thing she did with Fury Rai yes she has that amazing <sighs> wisdomous voice. Yes, wisdomous. Right? Very good word. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think you just became intelligenter. Yes. You know, uh, by the way, wisdomous are words are that we use in our own campaign. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what they say? I mean, if you don't understand the word wisdomous, they always say having fun is important, but going to school is importanter. So yeah, yeah. kids go to school. <laughs> because it's importanter. It is importanter. <laughs> okay, we move on to the part. The party, it goes back to the party and then they are discussing their greatest kills, okay. right? And you get to see Hotis. Yes. Voiced by Mercer. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I was just saying this last week on this episode, on the episode that I was wondering how they're going to bring him back and they are always one step ahead of me, you know? They brought him back in such a wonderful way. It's just a flashback to when Vax killed Hotis and he swore revenge to come back and kill Vax and now we have a way of that happening, right? Of the, the, the balcony amazing, scene yeah, happening yeah. with that gown and everything. Yeah. And let's go. Yeah, that has to happen. Oh my. I, I, and yes, this hopefully is in season two. Yes. And also you get yeah. Kiki pushing the dwarf into, <laughs> into lava. Go to sleep, go to sleep. Shh, yeah. Shh. <laughs> I love that so much. And I love how the party reacted in a very weird way. Yeah. Like, Oh my god, that's not awesome at yeah. all. <laughs> that was sad. <laughs> and Grog and the young keg. Oh, yes. Uh, Amazing. Grog, like Opening the jaw. Grog Kong, King Grog. King Grog Kong. Y- yep. I don't know, but ripping open the jaw and biting out the tongue, that is amazing. And the line after someone, I can't remember who's, I think it might be Scanlan saying, oh, it's so, wow, it's so original. Yeah, so original. And Scanlan's one was, of course, him having sex. Yeah. Still finished. <laughs> but, before he said that, he was he's just having sex and yeah, it turns out to be some gruesome. Yep. Yeah. But he's still finished. And he considers he considers that a kill. Yeah. <laughs> he slayed it. <laughs> <laughs> Laid it, you mean? Yep, exactly. <laughs> and then they go on to Percy's. What is his worst like his scariest monster? You're all gonna face them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, 
And the, the tone just changed. Yeah, exactly. And this is slightly around here was when there was a line where Vex was warning Vex about his relationship with Keyleth. And he, he actually, that and was she before. That's after and she's, no, the friend bit, I think. It was everybody no? sleeping. Oh. Everybody mm-hmm. hanging to sleep. And she said, careful brother, vines have thorns. Yeah. Yeah, that was really amazing. And he replies, you're imagining things, Stubby. And he called it Stubby. Oh, I love it so much. Then when everybody's finally going to sleep, you see Percy fiddling with the pepper box. Mm-hmm. And you, I re- and then, then I realized the pepper There's box the, is the list. Yes. Slight change, but... Yeah, but still, I love yeah. it. Because I, there were two different... There were two different weapons in the campaign. Right. Pepper box and the list. Yeah. And this is done the list and you see the names of yeah. of, of Stonefell, of Lady Delilah, oh Lady Briarwood, mm-hmm. Lord Briarwood. Oh, I love it so much. And then you cut to the you cut back to Whitestone with Stonefell. And it's I believe Stonefell interrogating No, I th- that was the next episode. No, that's the next episode. Yeah. The episode ends with them approaching into Whitestone. Yeah. And the party asking, what was Whitestone like? And then Percy was yeah, explaining, explaining the like gloriousness of the sun tree and everything yeah. was so beautiful. And then that shot of Percy coming, cresting over that hill and seeing Whitestone in, in demise. In, yeah, demise. And that panning shot into Percy's shocked face. Oh, it's so amazing, right? Yeah, the, cinema- the cinematography Cin- yeah. for this animation is surprisingly freaking amazing. Yeah, it's, it's like professionally done for, for mean, a real... Done, okay, yes, it's so amazing. It's, it's like as if it's done for a movie when pe- they are actors. Yeah. But it's done the same for animation, yeah. right? Yeah. And then they walk into the town yeah. and then there's a giant roaming about and that freaking giant is so damn menacing. Yeah. And they go into the alleyway and then they discuss and then they walk out and then they see the and bodies. A, yeah, on the sun tree. Yep. Yeah. And oh my goodness, that scene. Yeah. I mean, in the campaign, they were disguised to look like other yeah. people. But in this one, they I don't I guess they don't have disguised self or something like that. So they're just themselves looking at it and it. I think it hits harder this way. Actually, this is what I imagine when for the the campaign itself, right? Uh, yeah, where just innocent people being forcefully disguised as yeah, as uh yeah yeah, my goodness, what a crazy episode! Yeah, it's <sighs> uh it's this whole arc is amazing. It's so dark and ridiculous. Yeah, and <sighs> again, I don't know whether it's my preference because I love uh Final Space, but the range of emotion from mm-hmm. craziness and fun yeah to complete brutality wow it's it's amazing it's yeah, rough exactly. yeah it's amazing and the way they bring you from that high to that low is crazy yeah right and <sighs> it's the same with okay we'll move on to episode 6 for now yep let's do that right we start with Stonefell mm-hmm. and Archie Mm-hmm. Archibald Desney yes. and Archie is very different in this in the animated series he was childhood friends with Percy Yeah. Uh, whereas in the campaign he was a frail old man mm-hmm. that was kind of leading not really leading the rebellions more so like the mastermind of the rebellion mm-hmm. but I think this is that's like I mentioned one of the amazing ways they changed it mm-hmm. having a friend of Percy being there leading the rebellion would push him into a more leadership position mm-hmm. which is a very yep. good storytelling mechanic yes yeah and okay Darren DePaul 
What a voice. Exactly. Yeah. He is so menacing and such a monstrous voice. I was just mentioning this to you before we started recording. You compare this voice of Stonefell and you listen to Reinhardt and you listen to Sprig. Yeah. Sprig is so gentle and kind and oh, what an amazing voice actor, man, Darren DePaul. He is, yeah. And he is such a wonderful person. I love him so much, Darren DePaul. He was on the he was on the Doctor Who RPG show. Oh, from really? Geek and, okay. yeah. and he was so adorable. He played a potato boy. <laughs> what? Okay. Cool. Like Strax. Okay. Right, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I would love him to be a doctor. Yeah, he would right? he would be amazing as no uh, yeah. Or the master. No, uh Tyson Jeffy is the master. Okay. That's, okay. We're yeah. getting off tangent. Okay, Let's go yes, back to episode yeah. six. All right. So you see the giants in the opening were so ridiculously crazy. They just ripped open it. They picked up a guy and just tapped his head and it splat. Yeah, actually that reminds me of Attack on Titan. Yes, especially when he ate the guy. Yeah. It was so freaking uh, awesome. So the, the power and the might of the giants are ridiculous, man. And They're, it's so scary because, again, bringing fear to the audience. is Yeah, and you squashed all the people there like bugs, like they were nothing. Yeah. And then you see Grog... Uh, running away and then Scanlan saying can you just vouch for us something and Grog saying cause we all fucking know each other right then Scanlan <laughs> actually said well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my yeah okay moving along with the episode you get to they're looking for Keeper Yenin yep. and after her you get to see you get to hear Gina Torres yes oh man and I guess at this I mean I can feel the excitement already in this in this episode yep. in this po- point because it's now we are moving from a, a traveling kind of episode, which is the episode five, yep. to an episode of starting of an uprising. Yeah, exactly. Oh my god. I don't know. I love this kind of story. Yep. I love it so much as well. It's like Lemis, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then Keeper Yenin just walking to Percy, you are so different. And Percy just saying, I am what they made me. Yeah. <sighs> Such good lines, man. Percy has the best lines. True. And yes. then you le- you break off into the co-leader conversation mm-hmm. and it breaks into an argument. <laughs> like Keyleth is, I thought, yep. I kind of thought we were all just co-leaders. And then Grog was, you, you can't be the leader. You're not tall. You're so puny. Yeah. And there is a height requirement to be the leader. Yeah. <laughs> I love those nonsense because it goes from, it goes from seriousness to nonsense again yep. in a drop of a hat. Yep. Right. I love that so much. And then them throwing, this is the same idea. They started throwing their own plans, right? That was when they, yeah, after this, they went to the old resistance hideout. Yeah. And then you see the roots of the sun tree and Keyleth kind of like... Om- she almost talked to the tree. She touched it and talked to it, but I think it was dormant. It, no, did, it didn't respond. No, she hasn't touched it because when she was about to touch it, then Grog yeah, yeah. kind of... Okay, that's true. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I think this is the part, before that, Yenin was trying to convince Percy to be a part of the rebellion and take down the Briarwoods mm-hmm. because it is his home and he Archie is his friend and he's the one leading a rebellion. And Percy's response was, you're playing on my emotion. And I like and it. And I can't say I, I blame you. Yeah. yeah, I love that so much. Yeah, and... Okay, this is the, the part also when the moment he thought they are talking about Archibald, yep. he, his face back to this light Percy yep. where he's just so excited. We used to be We used to run hell all over. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. he's now a, a rebellion leader or something along yep. those lines. And then the reply from a keeper Yemen, Yemen, Yemen was Yenon, yeah. Yenon is uh, amazing as well. Like, yep. You are not the only person that uh, grew up. Yeah, grew Kinda, up. Yeah. So then they get to the 
planning of the <laughs> you see Kiki and Scanlan and Grog discuss their plans <laughs> I love on. the animated the kitty yeah. drawing <laughs> yeah. it's so amazing especially for these three characters yeah. it's so, so crazy <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it's so amazing and first reference of Scambo yeah exactly and then <laughs> Percy saying I would love to see Scanlan go in and do it by himself his failure would be spectacular Oh, Percy, you don't know what you started, man. But again, this, uh, this is how crazy Vox Machina is. Yep. Someone who is not even a f- the main fighter. Yep. And a party member encourages that kind yep. of behavior. He also mentioned that he's going to take potions and he doesn't know what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. Which was kind of what happened in the when they went to Duke Vetmeyer's house as uh-huh. well. Yep. Because Galen downed the potion of fire breathing and just <laughs> yeah. flamed everywhere. <laughs> okay, but speaking of Duke Vetmeyer, that guy is crazy amazing, man. Yes. Right, and he was he grabbed Archie and just crushed him into the wall. And you see the wall break behind him. Yeah. Oh, that is such a good display of might in a person. Mm-hmm. And then right outside, you see Percy with like some kind of glasses in, and he's yeah. like, "Oh, third floor of the west, third yeah. floor of the south wing." And then Grog goes, "What is that? This? This is just bad news." What an introduction, Ooh. finally, right? <laughs> so fucking cool, man. And the, the glass was damn cool. Yes, it magically exactly. changed the angle and all that. And it's oh, just, yeah, shit. the lenses flow into things yeah. for him to zoom in and everything. And everything just fold. fold yeah, but okay, oh, he's shit. always mentioned that Bad News always folded, oh, even okay. in the campaign. But I love seeing it in this form. It's so amazing, man. This is the way you're supposed to see it happen. Yeah. And then they split into team front door and team back door. Yep. I love it. I, 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 they definitely recorded this before Campaign 3. Mm-hmm. So imagine them in Campaign 3. Yeah, so it's definitely a, a nod a to yeah, this. Yeah. The asshole, and, man. And later on as well, after they open the door, the piss. No, okay. So yeah, we'll get... <laughs> so but let's talk about... Fucking front doors, doors man. <laughs> let's talk about front doors first. Uh, okay, well, let's talk about back door first, okay? Let's talk about back door first. Because okay. they're trying to... And it go Vax just go, yeah, almost got it. Fuck, shit. Fuck shit, fuck. The thing broke. <laughs> Fucking doors, man. Yeah. It's not a door. It's a thing of evil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then... And then... I'm going to climb out the window. No, I'm going to find the window. Gonna, yeah. And then... Scanlan's fuck! Boom. <laughs> I fell out the window. <laughs> <laughs> and then... What are we going to do now? <laughs> Piss pot. Yeah. <laughs> just staring at yeah. each other. Oh my goodness, what an amazing interaction. And Again, then the front door. Front door was flirting, easy access. Yeah. And then Every- Keyleth with her picking up the keys. Mm-hmm. Then them freeing the some mm-hmm. of the rebellion, the rebels. And then the rebels decided uh, some, instead of staying on... on that was the, the rebels that were supposed to be watching yeah. the front door. They came so in then instead. They came in so instead. Then suddenly they saw three shadows appearing. Yeah. And, and then they point, oh, it's them. Thank the gods. Thank the gods. Yeah. And, then and then Vax said to Vex, Where'd you get the crowd from? I think it was, where'd you get the crowd from? Yeah, where'd you... What's with the crowd? Vex, picked them up along the way. Why do you smell like piss? Picked it up along the way. <laughs> <laughs> I love their... I love... I miss the twins so much. And this is... Yeah. Really reminding me of the twins, man. And then they finally get to Archie's cell. Uh-huh. And oh, they ask yeah. Vex. All right. Immediately open. Immedi- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's when Vex said... That's no, this is a door. I told you. I told you that back door was cursed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's still salty about it. Yeah. I, I love it. You know, it's supposed to be a comical moment. Yeah. Yet, 
the characters are frustrated of by course, it. Of course, because, yeah. yeah. No, and, and it's, it's a nod to the, the writers, right? Yeah, putting exactly. Putting it in yeah. just to showcase that. Yeah. yeah. Showcase that Vex, even with all the finesse in the world, still yeah. can't open <laughs> cursed doors. <laughs> that door was cursed. Yeah. A thing of evil. <laughs> Then we get Stonefell coming in. Oh shit! That moment yeah, yeah. was so ridiculously amazing. Like he, the, that fight, him mm-hmm. using his hammer and braining the one of the re- rebels. Yeah, and that was so gruesome, man. And when yeah. Vex fired an arrow, him grabbing one of his minions and putting it in front of him, and using them as a human shield. Uh huh. Oh, <sighs> yeah. And the way he did it is so detailed. That what a cracked, monster, man! He yeah, me first. Yeah. Oh, my what a monster. And this is the fight you can see Minxie. Yes. So yes, Minxie comes out and oh Minxie. Yeah. I really so. miss Marisha wearing that white color hat with the with the with the glove compartment. Right, yeah. Oh. R- reminds me so much from five years, five, six years ago, man. <laughs> yeah. Alright, and then you see Scanlon. Hey Grog, check it out. Lightning. And then it didn't work. You know why? It's not quite there because it's a guitar lightning and it's not crotch lightning. Right. When Scanlan finally does crotch lightning, I'm going to flip. <laughs> I think it's going to happen soon. I think Probably so. when he goes to attack Vetmeyer's yeah. mansion, right? I mean, Scanlan will have his moment. No, and I think r- right now they are also trying to stray away from Scanlan stuff. Yeah. He has, okay, he has like 10 seconds of fame in, yeah. in the whole episode kind of thing. Yep. I think it's on purpose because definitely it's more it's more Percy now yeah, for sure more Percy you know even I think they're saving it for an episode where there's a lot more yep. Scanlan yeah but okay yeah. speaking of more Percy you get to him they were trying to find a way out yeah and he saw Stonefell running away yep and then he just slowly chases after and that scene that scene where he walks past the cell mm-hmm. and you see Percy's face and when it comes out he's wearing the mask Oh, yeah. That transition is so freaking smooth, man. Yes. And so amazing. Yeah. Right? And he just walks past. I am vengeance for the Derolos. Yeah. <laughs> the Derolos. Oh, my goodness. Darren DePaul's voice and yeah. Taz and Jeffy's voice. And then that was obviously the iconic line. You were the one I was least looking forward to. Yeah. And Orthex just spilling out of his coat, like his collar and his sleeves. And then, and then he removes, removes his mask. mask you right? see his dark eyes. Yeah. I wanted you to know it was me. Yeah. Oh, wow. Then, uh, Percy. And then... Yeah. Oh. The multiple shots. No Mercy Percy, man. Yeah. Bringing you right back to why he's called No Mercy Percy. Exactly. Oh. And Oh, my goodness. And then he after that shot, you see the name fading off the barrel the contract with Orthex taking place. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Archie telling him he's not the last Dorolo. And then his face changed again to exactly. a light Percy. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That is amazing. Because honestly speaking, when in the campaign as well, when Percy went back to Whitestone, there was that additional mechanic that Matt was making him roll for. Mm-hmm. Right? And he was getting eviler and eviler with each fail. Yeah. And so I feel like whenever they... Whenever they got to bring out the likeness in Percy, this this is what happens as well. He returns to being Percy. Yeah. Right? That that monster, that smoke monster, it's not Percy. Yeah. It's it's Orthex influence. Yep. Right? And I love that so much. And the you end off the episode him saying, I have a sister. Yeah, in the very li- Oh and that's why I love this episode so much as well, because you get really get to see the two 
sides of Percy. In yeah, sense. exactly. Yeah. And I remember him saying it in the campaign as well. Hey, facts. I have a sister. He said it with such glee and it, it, it shows, it reflects the same in this this yeah. animated ep- episode as well. Oh, episodes four to six, man. So amazing. So, okay. In the campaign, Stonefell actually got shot by the list in his mansion while he was discussing with the rest of the people what to do with Vox Machina before they even arrived into Whitestone. Mm-hmm. But then they were already there. Mm-hmm. Right? And this episode has moved uh, moved past this point in the campaign where you see Scanlan and Vex try to get try to re- have reconnaissance and gather information. And it was Scanlan acting as Trevor and Vex acting as right. his dad. Yeah. Oh yeah, that goodness. was hilarious, man. <laughs> yeah, that, that was really ridiculous. Yeah. And yeah. this was also in the same time around the episode this episode where Vex, where Scan where Percy finds out that Cassandra is still there, is still alive, yeah. was the Halloween episode in Critical Role. Right. Where Scanlon was dressed as Burt Reynolds. <laughs> Which is his nickname. Anyway. Yeah. Oh man, what good episodes, man. For episode four to six. Amazing, amazing episode, right? Yeah. yeah. So good. And guys, please just watch The Legend of Vox Machina. It's amazing. It's it's one of those animation that I feel is so well written because they really know the beginning and the end. They know all the different characters that the characters they know so deep and so ingrained in each of the characters, yeah. the, the players, them, I mean, the voice actors themselves, the creators. And I think because of that, when they are finally choosing parts that they want to put in an animated show, it really, really shows to, to me. It's so different. Well, I could be biased because I am a big fan of Creed, uh, Vox Machina, yeah, of Critical course. Role and Vox Machina from very beginning. But, but to me, I think it's an amazing amazing show this is hands down probably one of my favorite animated series of all time yeah and it's i dare say it's gonna be the strongest contender for the top seven lists of 2022 of course yeah yeah Yeah. oh my goodness i can't wait to see the rest of the episodes and i we're already halfway there Mm. halfway through season one can you believe it yeah and in fact i mean we were talking about this just earlier today that Uh i think they they kind of made it in a way that's perfect for me uh, that they don't release one episode per week kind of yeah thing. exactly they send three by three and it feels sufficient it's enough it feels it's so amazing because I, I mentioned this to Stephen earlier that each ep- each wave of three episodes kind of feels like two episodes of Critical Role jammed mm-hmm. into one and minus uh, it's a more streamlined version mm-hmm. made for TV of course yeah. and it's so amazing because you're filled with so much meat and potatoes of the meal rather than just the fluff of like whatever comes with it. That's right. Yeah. And it's so amazing. I can't wait for... Oh, I really hope... I really hope Critical Role gets a season 3 and a 4 and maybe a 5 and 6 even. Yeah. Oh. I can't wait for the next part. I o- I'm always looking forward to... It's Scanbo, man. It has to be, right? Gunpowder plot. Yeah. Oh Let's my go. Yeah, really. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. So you guys, let us know what have been your favorite. What about your favorite moments out of episodes four, five, and six? Also, let us know that if we've missed out anything or we have incorrectly stated any of the facts that we have tried to add to this episode. Mm-hmm. And you can reach us on the Polity, T H E P O D D I T Y, 
on Instagram and on Twitter. And just reach us there and let us know. And thank you guys for listening. And also, if you like to feel, if you like to have a conversation with us, feel free to reach out and talk to us as well. No worries. Even if you want to reach out to us on our on our personal handles, you can find us. No worries. Yeah. And thank you guys so much for listening to us. We love talking about D&D. We love talking about Legend of Vox Machina. And go check out the rest of our podcast if you haven't. We've spoken quite a, on fi- quite a few things. We have stuff like The Witcher, Spider-Man. And we're going to have a f- quite a f- few more things coming up for the month of February. Yeah. Very exciting. Very exciting month for us. Yeah. Can't a wait. lot of our favorite shows. Yeah. <laughs> Having said that, thank you guys for listening. I'm Nate. I'm Steven. Is it Thursday yet? Goodbye. Bye.